Hey fam, hello, 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 hello. I am praying that you guys are just still continuing a good fight, fighting a good fight in the name of Jesus. Um, I wanted to start off by saying, um, because there has been some business inquiries in the at Gmail and we are going to receive, if you have a business inquiry, um, you can go to within her beauty at iCloud.com. But I'm also going to say this, if it looks suspect, if the Holy Spirit says no, if the Holy Spirit say delete it, it's getting deleted. You're not even going to get an answer back because I have been receiving um, some business inquiries. I'm not going to go too depth into detail, but if you don't receive an answer back, it's because I think you're suspect and I'm not answering it in the name of Jesus. By the leading of the spirit of God. And the, that his name is Jesus. Okay. Um, but like let's get. So that was a sidebar. <laughs> let's get um, into this word. And the Lord. He was speaking to me. He's turning sadness into joy. Hallelujah. He is He's coming to comfort the broken hearted. Hallelujah. He is he is going to the to people that were mourning and he's being their strength. That's what the Lord is speaking. And I want to go to Matthew 5. Hallelujah. We're gonna begin to read. And it says, One day as he saw the crowds gathering. Jesus went up on the mountains and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice. For they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful. For they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose heart are pure. For they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace. For they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you, persecute you, and lie about you. And say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad. For a great award awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. Hallelujah. And the Lord is speaking. He says it's, it's, um... It's time for him to comfort the brokenhearted. It's time for him to bless the poor. Hallelujah. It's time for him to bless the humble. It's time for justice. Hallelujah. He says, for people, you you know, people have done you wrong. They have done you wrong and you have been merciful. Now it's time for him to show you mercy. Hallelujah. It says, God blesses those whose hearts are pure. 
For they will see God. Hallelujah. The ones that have been coming to God with a pure heart, with repentance, with prayer, with fasting. Hallelujah. Who's just been at his feet day and night. It's time for the Lord to shower his blessings upon you. It says God's blesses those who work for peace. For they will be called the children of God. Hallelujah. It's time for him to bless those who are persecuted for doing right. Hallelujah. It's time. The Lord is, he said it's time. He's turning his children's sadness into joy. That's what the Lord spoke to me this morning. I'm turning my children's sadness into joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to get into Isaiah 61 in a moment. But I want to go to Luke chapter 4. Let's go down to verse 14. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. Hallelujah. Hold on, family. Let's go up because the Lord, he spoke to me as I was reading it. So let's start at the beginning. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all the time, all that time, and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, No. The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world. In a moment of time, I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and the authority over them. The devil said, because they are mine to give you to give anyone I please. I will give it all to you if you will worship me. Jesus replied, the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem to the highest point of the temple and said if you are the son of God jump off for the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect and guard you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone and Jesus responded the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God when the devil had finished tempting Jesus He left him until the next opportune time. Hallelujah. And you see how the spirit had led Jesus into the wilderness. Hallelujah. He was led into the wilderness. It says at the top, it says that the full of the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the spirit in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Where he would be tempted by the devil for 40 days. And the Lord is speaking because it's people who have entered into the wilderness season and you have been getting temptations. Hallelujah. The devil has been trying to do wordplay on your mind with the scriptures. You have been um, condemning yourself because he, he's been trying to use the scriptures to, to, as he tried to use with Jesus to confuse him. But you have stayed firm. You have trusted in the Lord. Hallelujah. You have put your faith on what the scriptures have said. And I'm telling you, the Lord is getting ready to shower you in the name of Jesus. 
because of the temptations that the devil has tried to throw in your way. And he sees all, he knows all. He knows that you that you didn't feed into it. He knows that although you was tempted, you did not fall into temptation. Hallelujah. He, you leaned on him and you trusted him. And he sees that. And he can relate to it because he was there. We see that he was in the wilderness and the enemy would come to him. And he would come to him and he would come to him, but he was fighting the warfare. He was fighting warfare with the enemy and the Lord sees that he sees that his children have done it. Hallelujah. And that's part of the reason why he's showering his blessings because he sees that you never gave up on him, that you served only him. Hallelujah. That you didn't put nobody else before him. He sees that. Hallelujah. It does say that the devil had finished tempting Jesus. He left him until the next opportunity came. But it doesn't say that Jesus worried about when the, when the next opportune time was. And that was just the end. And that's how you have to be. You can't live your life in fear of the temptations. You can't be afraid of temptation. Because you have to know that the Lord will not let you yield to temptation. But deliver you from the evil one. Did you, did you see how it said that he was in the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. And we know. Because it says it in Matthew when he was in the garden of Gethsemane. And this shows you right here. Although the body is weak, the spirit is willing. And that's the truth. That is the truth. You have to trust in him. You have to trust in him with all your might. And lean not to your own understandings. Even Jesus was tempted. See, this is a double edged. I feel like we're going to people that's still in their wilderness season right now. And I'm here to tell you, even Jesus was tempted. Hallelujah. Do you understand he was fully man and fully God? He was both. He was fully man and fully God. So he had the flesh. So the flesh, you know, the flesh naturally doesn't want to do what God does, what God wants you to do. It wants to always do the opposite. The flesh is hostile towards God. It never wants to obey God's laws and it never will. And you have to understand that he, he fought the enemy with the scriptures. Yes, the enemy. He sat there and he tried to um, pervert like he always do what the scriptures say. But you, that's why you have to stay in the word. You have to stand firm because man does not live by bread alone. We can't live by bread alone. We have to live by every word that comes from the Lord our God. You can't sit here and, and, and walk this walk. And not pick up your Bible. You have to read your Bible. Okay? Because when he tells you, I'll give you it all. If you worship me. Hallelujah. If you sell your soul to me, I'll give it all to you. But you have to know, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Hallelujah. Another thing you need to know is, what is the point of gaining the whole world if you lose your soul? You get what I'm saying? He asked him to sell him his soul. Why would he? He already knew. Why would I gain the whole world and lose my soul? But most importantly, because this is why he said it. Most importantly, it says you must not, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. That is the most important. And I believe that's why Jesus said it. Hallelujah. Because what is your soul without God? 
But I'm just telling you, another thing is you can gain the whole world and lose your soul. None of these things going with you. Yes, all of you can gain the world temporarily. Temporarily. But you losing your soul. That's eternal. These things can perish. And then what are you left with? Hallelujah. This word is a double edge. I feel like this is a... a, Well, the word of God is always double edged. It always is. It's always going to be double edged. But I know I'm speaking to somebody. I can feel... I can just feel like I'm speaking to somebody. And you are being tempted. You are in the wilderness walking around and you're being tempted. And you're swaying back and forth. You're being double-minded. But you have to know that man cannot live by bread alone. You have to know I, I only serve the Lord my God. I put no other God before him. You have to know. Yes, his angels will protect me. Yes, he, they will protect me. But the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. You cannot test his grace. You cannot test his mercy. You can't be out here living a sinful life. And then as soon as you need the protection, you want to run into the kingdom. God is not like, why would you do that to him? He's not a genie. Yes, he's rich in unfailing love. He's rich in grace and mercy. But to the ones who love him. But you cannot have divided loyalty. You cannot have the world and have God. You cannot have both. You get me, fam? It's, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I'm speaking to somebody. You can't be out here living lukewarm lives. You just cannot do it. He wants you to be a consuming fire for him. He wants you to be on fire for him. He does not want you cold. Yes, it's by his grace and his mercy that he doesn't destroy you. But the time is coming where he's going to shut the door and he's going to say, get away from me for I do not know you. That time is coming. Stop using him as a genie. Yes, the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect and guard you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on the stone. That's Psalms 91. But the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. Stop testing him. Because I'm telling you, the time is coming where he is going to say, get away from me, for I do not know you. Stop playing. We only have so much time. We only have so much time. We don't even know how much time we have. You know, we don't even know. This next second isn't promised. But yet, but yet, people act like, oh, I'll put God off on the back burner. I got time. I'll wait till I get old. But how do you know you getting old? Yes, his promises are here. I know that because I know somebody's like, well, why are you sitting here saying blessings and promises if our time is limited? 
not everybody's not going to have, have have to go there the next second. But you don't know who's going in the next second. I'm not saying that this is a word for everybody. But the people that it's for, the Lord told me to come on and give her the word to. But it's also people on here. You don't know when your time is up. You understand? Let's keep going. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. And that the blind will see, that oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll and handed it back to the attendant and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scriptures you have just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Mm, Glory be to God. Everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. How can this be? They asked. Isn't this Joseph's son? Then he said, you will undoubtedly quote this, me this proverb. Physicians heal yourselves, meaning do miracles here in your own hometown like those you did in Capernaum. But I tell you the truth. No prophet is accepted in his own hometown. Certainly, there were many needy widows in Israel in Elijah's times when the heavens were closed for three and a half years and a severe famine devastated the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them. He was sent instead to a foreigner, a widow of Serapath in the land of Sidon. And many in Israel had leprosy in the time of the prophet Elisha. But the only one healed was Nama, a Syrian. When they heard this, the people in the synagogues were furious. Jumping up, they mobbed him. Sorry, I missed that. Y'all hear, y'all hear Siri lurking? Y'all hear Siri lurking, y'all? She be lurking. I wasn't even talking to her. Jumping up, they mobbed him and forced him to to the edge of the hill on which the town was built. They intended to push him over the cliff, but he pressed right through the crowd and went on his way. Hallelujah. Do you see how he was rejected? Do you see how Jesus was rejected? Do you see the power in Isaiah 61? He was saying the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released and that the blind will see that the oppressed will be set free. And the time of the Lord's favor has come. Hallelujah. Do you see how he said this scripture has been fulfilled this very day? He spoke the word that very day and scriptures was fulfilled. But he was rejected because everybody doesn't want to hear the good news. 
That I feel, I feel the urge to say that's why you have to watch the company that you keep because everybody doesn't want to hear the good news. You're trying to bring the kingdom to people, but you will never, you will never be accepted in your own hometown. It says that. It says it right here. Hold on. But I tell you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. You are trying to bring the good news to people who just don't want to hear it. They just don't want to hear it. You're feeding your pearls to the swine. They're going to trample upon you and take the pearl. That's, that's, that's scriptures too. That's scriptures too. I Listen, because we can go there in a minute. Because the Lord, he was telling me we're going one way, one way, and we're going another way. So I, I just be flowing. But you have to dust your feet off. The Lord said in the word, um, when he was setting out the disciples, he said, if, if, if a house is worthy, they could keep the blessing that you gave it before you walked into the house. But if it's an unworthy home, you take your blessings back and you dust the, you, you shake the dust off your feet. You can, you have to just keep going. You see that people have rejected the Lord. They rejected him. They didn't want to hear what he said. And if you hear what he said, he said that he's just coming to set people free. But everybody doesn't want to be set free. People love the darkness more than light. And in Jesus' life, you see that. They either loved them or they hated them. It's the same with you. People are either going to love you or they're going to hate you. There's no in between. They either can love you or they can hate you. That's it. What is what is in between of good and evil? There's nothing in between of good and evil. There's not, a, oh, I'm in a happy medium. No, it's either good or it's either evil. God only talks about the good and the evil, about the righteousness and the wickedness. Those are the only two things he talks about. There's no in between. Stop casting your pearls to the swine. Let's let's keep on reading. Then Jesus went to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and taught there in a synagogue every Sabbath day. There, too, the people were amazed at his teaching, for he spoke with authority. You see how the people were amazed once he went to Capernaum. You see, um, Nazareth was his hometown. So it just shows you. Everybody's not going to accept you. Nobody's going to accept you in your hometown. They're just not going to. <laughs> it says no prophet is accepted in his hometown. Do you think Jesus is going to lie? He said, I tell you the truth. Um, there too, the people were amazed at his teaching for he spoke with authority. Once when he was made and was, was in the synagogues, a man possessed by a demon, an evil spirit cried out shouting, go away. Why are you interfering with us? Jesus of Nazareth. Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. The Holy one of God. See how these demons, they know. And it's that same spirit. They know that that spirit that lives in you is greater than the spirit that that they are. They just know that. And that's why you have to walk in the authority. You have to know who you are in God. Because these spirits, they know you. They can see the light. When you walk into a room, in the spiritual realm, they can see the light. You can't hide the light. You can't do it. Your light is going to shine. Now you could get dirty and dim your light and turn the light off. You can do that. But when you are sitting here and you are, are for Jesus, you, you living your life for Jesus, people will see the light. 
But Jesus reprimanded him. Be quiet. Come out of the man, he ordered. At that, the demon threw the man to the floor as the crowd watched. Then it came out of him without hurting him farther. Amazed, the people exclaimed, what authority and power this man's words possesses. Even evil spirits obey him. They flee at his command. The news about Jesus spread through every village in the entire region. Hallelujah. And you see, he says, what authority and power this man's words possesses. And that's why you have to know. That all the Lord has to do is speak a word and his word is so he said his word will not return back to him void. Hallelujah. And that's another reason why you got to get into the word of God, because what authority and power this man's words possesses. Hallelujah. We know we got the power of life and death in our tongue. And that's why you have to know the word of God because it possesses such authority and power. Hallelujah. It's power in your words. You have to know it. You have to know it. You can either have life or death coming out of your tongue. Good or evil. That's it. Choose today. Good or evil. Is somebody out here? You want you 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 want to walk the walk, but you, you but you you can't talk the talk. Don't love that taste of wickedness. Excuse me, so much on your tongue. Don't love that. It's bitter. It's sour. It tastes sour. But once you get the word of God, it's a fullness you get. It's a free feeling that you get. It's just such it's such freedom that you feel when you get the word of God on your tongue. It just tastes so good. That's what the, the scriptures say. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. His words is our bread and our water. We will hunger and thirst no more. Hallelujah. And then you can see he keeps, it says that he was, he healed many. Jesus continues to preach. Hallelujah. Oh, I want to go down to the bottom real quick. Oh, this oh, let's just finish it. Let's because come on, I love when I love when Jesus walks around and heals people. Oh, it's the power for me. It's the power for me in the name of Jesus. So let's keep going. After leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus went to Simon's home where he found Simon's mother-in-law very sick with a high fever. Please heal her, everyone begged. Standing at her bedside, he rebuked the fever and it left her. And she got up at once and prepared a meal for him. Oh, glory be to God. You see how the Lord, I, we talked about this before in New Wine, but you see how the Lord, when he sets you free, all you want to do is serve him. That's it. That's all you want to do is serve him. Oh, the Lord rebuked, he rebuked the fever of me. All I want to do is serve him. The Lord set me free of my, my worldly thinking. Now all I want to do is serve him. That's how mighty he is, y'all. And look, she got up at once and prepared a meal for them. Hallelujah. He is mighty. As the sun went down that, <clears throat> excuse me, that evening, people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus. No matter where, what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed everyone. Many were possessed by demons and the demons came out at 
his command shouting, you are the son of God. But because they know they knew he was the Messiah, he rebuked them and refused to let them speak. Hallelujah. But because they knew he was the Messiah, he rebuked them and refused to let them speak. Ooh, glory be to God. That's the power your God holds. Your God has the power to shut that enemy's mouth. Hallelujah. He is so mighty. Any problem that you are going through, the Lord, listen, he's not, that problem's not too big for him. He can shut that enemy's mouth, but you got to believe him. Have a mustard seed. Just have a mustard seed. Believe that he is God. Believe that he can refuse those, those enemies to speak to you. You have to believe it. Jesus continues to preach. Early the next morning, Jesus went out to an isolated place. The crowd searched everywhere for him. And when they finally found him, they begged him not to leave them. But he replied, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in others town too, because that is why I was sent. So he continued to travel around preaching in the synagogues throughout Judea. Hallelujah. Because that is why I was sent. He was sent to preach the good news. That's why Jesus was sent. To go set captives free. To tell prisoners they shall be released. You do not have to be bound. You do not have to be bound by that sickness. By that relationship. By that diagnosis. You don't have to be bound by that. Because Jesus came to set you free. He says who the son sets free is truly free. Believe that. You can't care what nobody else say. If people say, oh, that's, um, that's, that's not, that's stupid. That don't make no sense. Oh, you're going to trust, you trust in that? You trust in, yes, because you know on the inside, God is real. You know that Jesus died on the cross for you and God raised them. You know that. Hallelujah. So, you know, the Lord, you know, he can deliver you from that. You know in your heart who the sun sets free is truly free. You know that. So on the outside, people not going to understand it. Because it's not meant for everybody to understand. But you know, you, you know that you know. He's came to set you free. Hallelujah. Do you see how it says, then Jesus full of the Holy Spirit. He was full of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can set you free. In the name of Jesus. You see how that work? They work hand in hand. Hallelujah. Believe him. Believe him. Let's go to um John. Hold on. Let's go to John chapter 16. Let's start at verse 5. My son might knock on the door because he just waking up this early in the morning. <laughs> But now I'm going away to the one who sent me. And now one of you is asking where, excuse me, where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I have told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I don't go away, then, then I will wait. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of his sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. 
Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There is so much more I want to tell you, but, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring, bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. And that, that belongs to the father. All that belongs to the father is mine. This is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Trust him. Trust him. The spirit will tell you all you need to know. The spirit, he, he, is, the, he is the spirit of truth. He is the advocate. Let's look up the definition of an advocate, fam. Hallelujah. A person who publicly supports or recommends a particular cause or policy, pub- publicly recommend it or support. Hallelujah. The, the Holy Spirit is your support system. All this time, I'm speaking to somebody. All this time, you thought you was doing this alone. You thought you was living in this world alone. You heard that God is good. You heard that Jesus died on the cross. But you never understood the meaning of the Holy Spirit. And I'm here to tell you, the Holy Spirit is here to speak to you. He's here to lead you. He's here to to guide you. He will tell you everything that he hears from him. Everything that, that he hears from Jesus, the Holy Spirit will speak it to you. Just believe it. Just believe it. Just Just believe it. Hallelujah, Lord, I'm praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, as this person that you want to want to know that you have never left them, that the spirit is there to comfort them, Father, I pray that they begin to hear the voice of your Lord so clearly, Father. I pray that they be able to hear your voice, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray that the next voice that they hear is from the spirit of God, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray that they just know because your sheep know your voice, Father. That's what the scriptures say and they answer to it. Hallelujah. And I'm praying that this person, my brother or my sister, Father, whichever one it is, Lord, I'm praying that as even I speak right now, you begin to speak to them, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I I pray that they are able to see that this whole time you never left them nor forsake them. Hallelujah. I begin, I pray that they begin to understand what happened at the cross father in the name of Jesus Lord I'm just thanking you and I'm praising you hallelujah because you are so mighty you are so mighty Lord and I'm praying that everyone gets to share with, with, with you, the, what you have done for us everybody can share a communion with you Lord everybody can have a relationship with you Father in the name of Jesus Lord I even pray for my enemies Father in the name of Jesus that they can they can um one day experience your love Father in the name of Jesus hallelujah and that's in Jesus mighty name amen 
Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I, I know that the Lord answers my prayers. I know he answers my prayers. Receive them. Hallelujah. Receive them. I know he will answer me in the name of Jesus. I have confidence in my God because I know he never left me nor forsake me. Hallelujah. And I know if he never left me or forsook me, he's done the same thing for you. He has never left you nor forsaken you. Hallelujah. Those were just lies that were spoken to you. You understand that if God wasn't there for you, you wouldn't be here. Because if the enemy had control of your life, if you really was doing this life by yourself, you wouldn't have lasted very long. God has been there for you. I know you can think back. Think back to a moment right now where he has protected you. Even when you didn't know him, he knew you. Even when you didn't care about him, he cared about you. Give me one reason besides the fact that God loves you, that you are here today. Besides the fact that God loves you, give me one reason. Hallelujah. And then it says, sadness will be turned to joy. In a little while, you won't see me anymore. But a little while after that, you will see me again. Some of the disciples asked each other, what does he mean when he says, in a little while, you won't see me, but then you will see me and I am going to the father. And what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand. Jesus realized they wanted to ask him about it. So he said, are you asking yourselves what I mean? I said in a little while, excuse me, excuse me, fam, you won't see me. But a little while longer, a little while after that, you will see me again. I tell you the truth. Hold on. Let's stop right there. In our lives, it's times in our lives where we don't see God. We can't see him. And I know you're like, when did we ever see God? But spiritually, it's times that we didn't see him. Like when Jesus was up on that cross and he said, why he's hold on why he said why have you forsaken me he cried out we won't get to that he cried out why have you forsaken me at a time jesus felt abandoned do you understand that jesus is god and at a time he felt forsaken but god's words is so he will never leave you nor forsake you hallelujah but it was a time that jesus couldn't feel the spirit of god that like just, he can relate to you. That's why you have to go to him. Go to him because he is so relatable. He knows what it feels like in those times where you're like, God, I can't see your hand in my life. I can't see it, Lord. Every every door is shut. Every door is shut, Father. The only door that's open, I feel like the only door that's open is the door of the enemy. That's all I know, Lord. That's all I've ever known was just that door being open, Father. And that's what he means by, in a little while, you won't see me. But then you'll see him again. Hallelujah. Because he has to show you in those times that the weapons can form, but they shall not prosper. He needs you to understand that you have to have the full armor of God on. He's trying to show you these things. He's trying to show you that his word is so. Remember we say his word is bond? He's trying to show you that his word is bond. Trust them. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to trust them. Trust that I'm here. I know it feels like I'm not here, but trust me anyway, because I told you I am here. 
Oh, I'm listen. I'm about to tear at myself because I've had those moments where I'm like, Lord, I don't feel you. Oh God, you listen. He, I told you a breakthrough would show up. It's a time where I felt like, Lord, I don't feel you. Listen, fam. Ugh, when we get into like the, whew, your sis got some stuff, okay? <laughs> but it's times that I just felt so forsaken. But I'm here to tell you that was a lie. The only reason why I'm standing here or I'm sitting here or even standing or sitting is because the Lord never left me nor forsake me. That's the only reason why I'm able to speak to you right now. Because he's never left me nor forsake me. But I had times where I, w- I was walking in this world and I felt like I was so alone. But he still protected me. He still loved me. He still didn't let nothing hurt me. He didn't let nothing harm me. Yes, I had they had striked my heel. The enemy striked my heel, but but he never let he never he never allowed him to destroy me. You get what I'm saying? Like I never was in just dead was dead in my sins. The Lord never left me. You get what I'm saying? He never forsaked me. And I want you to understand it's the same with you. It's times you're going to feel like you don't hear from him. But that's because you have to trust him. Trust him. If you always felt like, oh, yeah, he's right here. Where do you need trust that? Trust him. You have to trust him when it don't look like it. Hallelujah. Trust God even when it don't look like it. Do you understand that our God was hanging on a cross? And he said, why have you forsaken me? Really sit on that today. Jesus said, why have you forsaken me? He's God. Go re- you can relate to him. It's so much deeper. I know I've been in this world. And it was times where people was like, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. But I'm like, how? How can he love me when I, when I see all of these things happen around me? When I feel like I, don't, I can't even love myself. I feel like nobody loves me. How are you trying to tell me Jesus loves me? But I'm telling you, when he came and he met me in the pig pen. Who, when he met me in that pig pen, fam. When he sat there and um, he 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 met me in a fire, you know, like the three Hebrew boys, he met me in a fire and I wasn't burnt. That's when I've truly seen you love me. It was times where I didn't see him, but now I see him. You truly love me. That's why I go so hard. And listen, once you really get that, you're going to go so hard because he loves you. There's no other reason why you're here besides the fact that he loves you. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. You were made for such a time as this. You didn't choose Jesus. Jesus chose you. Hallelujah. You have to know that he chose you. People say all the time, oh, I gave my life to God. But do you know he already died for that life before you even existed? He died for you. He died for your life. So you didn't give him anything. He gave you life. Hallelujah. I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me. But the world will rejoice. You were grieved, but your grief was suddenly turned to wonderful joy.
It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the father directly and he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. I have spoken of these things. I have spoken of these matters in figures of speech. But soon I will stop speaking figuratively. Figuratively, and I will tell you plainly about the Father. Then you will not. Then, then you will ask in my name. I'm not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father Himself loves you and loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from Him. Yes, I came to the Father into the world, and now I will leave the world and return to the Father. Then, then His disciples said. At last, you are speaking plainly and not figuratively. Now we understand that you know everything and there's no need to question you. From this, we believe that you came from God. Jesus asks, do you finally believe? But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when you will be scattered. Each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I'm not alone because the father is with me. I have told you all these this this so you may have peace in in me here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows but take heart because I have overcome the world oh he is mighty y'all he is so mighty I love like um the last few uh chapters in John I love John I think it's John 15 14 15 16 um I think 17 starts with well even with Jesus died on the cross that's a word but uh um, it's just, uh, he's so good. Cause he knows what it's like. He knows what it's like to be alone. That He just wants you to talk to him. Tell him, Lord, I feel alone. He talks back. I'm telling you, he talks back. You will be amazed at how you can have a, a conversation with the Lord. Cause he talks back. <laughs> he talks back. All of this that you are going through is to prepare you. And to shape you and to mold you and to show you who God truly is. Hallelujah. When you asking, when you praying, because the Lord He has said that, explain that a little bit. When you're asking using Jesus' name, when you're praying to the Father using Jesus' name, you're just um, what's the word I'm looking for, Lord? Um Hold up, family, because it's right on the tip of my tongue. You are acknowledging Jesus when you say in Jesus' name, because there's power in that name. When you say in Jesus' name, because every knee has to bend and every tongue has to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So when I sit here and I say, you, you, your spirit of loneliness, I cast you out in the name of Jesus and I sever you at the root by the power of God. When I say that, right, and receive it, because if somebody under the spirit of loneliness receive that in the name of Jesus, every knee has to bend. You see how when they said when, 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 de- when Jesus would go up and people would be demon possessed, they would say that they know him. They would have to bend. They would say 
they would have to bet he would refuse them to talk. They would have to go. And that's what happens when you acknowledge Jesus. Every knee has to bend. Every knee has to bend and every tongue has to confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. So when you use the name of Jesus, it's power in that. Because the, the enemies, they know it. They know it's power. They know they have to bend at Jesus. Hallelujah. You get it? <laughs> if you don't get it, hit my email. We can go more into debt with it. But it's just acknowledging Jesus. And it's the power in that name. Once you acknowledge him and you understand the power in that name, you unstoppable. <laughs> in Jesus' name, you unstoppable. Okay, hold on. Because it was a song I wanted to go to. Give me a second, y'all. And then uh, we also going to go to the pearls to the swine. Because somebody need to hear that. Hold on. Um, Psalms 30. So let's go to Psalms 30. Let's go down to verse 11. Oh, we got to read this whole thing. Because he is a, this is a word. I will exalt you, Lord. For you rescued me. You rescued to let my enemies try. You refused to let my enemies try up over me. Oh, Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you restored my health. Oh, he is a restorer. He brought me up from the grave. Oh, Lord, you keep me from falling into the, the pit of death. Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise his holy name for his anger lasts only a moment. But his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping, weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the with the morning. When I was prosperous, I said, nothing can stop me now. Your favor, O Lord, made me as secure as a mountain. Then you were turned away from me and I was shattered. I cried out to you, O Lord. I begged the Lord for mercy. Saying, what will you gain if I die? If I sink into the grave, can my dust praise you? Can it tell of your faithfulness? Hear me, Lord, and have mercy on me. Help me, O Lord. You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy. That I might sing praises to you and not be silent. Oh, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Oh, that is a word. <laughs> you see how, like, David has a heart after the Lord. I'm telling you, he got a heart after God. Even though he's messed up, his heart for God. I just, I I, I love the, the verse in the Bible where he loses his first son with Bathsheba. And how it says that he was just, like, basically, like, mourning and um weeping the whole time the child was alive but when the child died go read it i encourage you to go read it when the child died he changed his clothes he washed his face and he went and he worshiped god oh and that's what is having a heart after god you're not always going to get it right <laughs> listen we are not perfect we 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 are learning each day we are learning and we are becoming new it says renew your mind daily the scripture says you have to renew your mind daily but god knows your heart 
The fact that you want to renew your mind daily. The fact you want to be more like Christ daily. Family, I think I might sneeze. Hold on. <coughs> oh, bless me. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. But just you 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 have faith and you love the, mo- the Lord way more you think than you think you do. I'm speaking to somebody. You have way more faith than you think. Because if you didn't have faith, you wouldn't even be trying to have a relationship with the Lord. You have faith in him. The fact that you want to call out on his name, the fact that you do call out on his name, that takes faith. Because you believe it. You're not going to do nothing if you feel like it's wasting your time. But you have faith and you believe that it will work. Because you believe it. Because you know it's the truth. You know it's the truth. We were made to worship him. And you know it when you worship him. That you were made to worship. That is the truth. Okay, let me. Because um, this we've been going for an hour. Almost an hour. Um, I wanted to do the pearls to the smile real quick. That's Matthew 7, verse 6. Okay. And it says, um, don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to the pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Okay, that's for somebody. Stop trying to feed people what is holy because they're unholy. They don't want to hear it. They're going to trample the pearl. It says they will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Don't don't even do it. Don't don't even do it. Let's go to Isaiah 61 real quick. Because we're going to close out reading that in the name of Jesus. Sorry, family. I'm like, I told you I sleep with my fan on, so shorty be a little stuffy in the morning. <laughs> Listen, I can't do the heat. I can't do it. Let's go. It says the good news for the oppressed. See how it's the good news for the oppressed. Oh, he is so mighty. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. For the Lord has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that the captives will be released and the prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell the those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of, instead of despair. In his righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing the cities destroyed long ago. <clears throat> they will revive them, though they have been deserted for many generations. Foreigners will be your servants. They will feed your flocks and plow your your fields and tend your vineyards. You will be called priests of the Lord, ministers of our God. You will feed on the treasures of the nations and boast in their richness. Their riches. I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. 
For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and making everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be recognized and honored among the nations. Everyone will realize that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord my God. See, that's what you're going to be saying. For he has dressed me with salvation, with the clothing of salvation, and dripped me in the robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom dressed for his wedding, or a bride with her jewels. The sovereign Lord will show his justice to the nations of the world. Everyone will praise him. His righteousness will be like a garden in early spring, with plants springing up everywhere. Hallelujah. And I want you to understand this because this is what the Lord spoke to me. I was reading that. He said, that's your identity. Hallelujah. And he's not just talking to me. You have to read that. That's your identity. That's who you are. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you. For he has anointed you. (laughs) For such a time as this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take that. Take that. Okay. In the name of Jesus, take that. That Read Isaiah 61. That's your identity. That's who you are. Did you not receive the Holy Spirit? So Jesus read it in Luke 4. And he said, greater works we will do because he is with the Father. Is that not your identity? That scripture is being fulfilled this very day. Don't go so humanly. This very day that scripture is being fulfilled. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you. Okay. He has anointed you. Go set the captives free and tell prisoners they will be released. Go preach the good news to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. And that's in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, I'm talking to you. Yes. By the power of God. Don't even think or imagine how you're going to do it. Just trust God. And lean not to your own understanding. Hallelujah. So family. Let's say it together. I love you. But most importantly. Jesus loves y'all. Shameless plug at the bottom. Hallelujah. Shameless plug. Go and look. And that's in the mighty name of Jesus. So I love y'all fam. Bye.